You're listening to The Final Take. We're your hosts. I'm Nelson Wynn. And I'm Tim Cox. This is a conversation podcast where we talk TV, film, and our love for it all. This episode, we celebrate Thanksgiving by discussing the Thanksgiving movie, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Very exciting. But first... (laughs) If you're among our tens of listeners or new to our podcast, please help us out by smashing that like or subscribe button and give us a five-star review on any and all the platforms you're listening on. Maybe even tell a friend or loved one about us and share the link to this episode. Considering this week is Thanksgiving, this is a perfect time, say at the dinner table, to have this conversation, the sample script... With a family, friend, or loved one. And it probably goes as follows. (laughs) Oh, man. I am stuffed as well. I am so glad I brought my sweats. I'm going to change into them right now. Or I'm going to unbutton this top button if no one minds. Yeah. So, speaking of podcasts... (laughs) <laughs> listen to a great one on Apple Podcasts called The Final Take. <laughs> I think that's on Stitcher, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's on every platform. <laughs> it's on every platform. Speaking of... <laughs> Oh, oh, oh man well happy thanksgiving everybody yeah so something like that something like all that. right well sounds good well i think happy it may thanksgiving be- everybody yeah. <laughs> i think it may be important to tell everybody what's coming up on the podcast so next week we are gonna oh yeah we got some up. we got some good we got, stuff we got some good stuff right to close out the year so next week we're gonna Take a look at Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special, and an Andor retake since that series concludes an all Disney Plus episode. And in December, we're going to have the fan episode by request, The Northman and The Peripheral. That's going to be our Amazon Prime, Prime Video episode. But that's not all. We will also provide our take on Knives Out, Glass Onion, Jack Ryan Season 3. We're going to have a Christmas episode and the best of 2022 before we take a short break and return mid-January for our Season 2. Pretty exciting. Woohoo! Very exciting. Our dance card. Yes, yes. So, so Tim, Mm -hmm. this episode... Being the Thanksgiving episode, dedicating it to discussing planes, trains, and automobile because I, it is the Thanksgiving movie, right? It's like it's got. Yeah. We're gonna discuss it like, but there's a reason why it's the Thanksgiving movie. I briefly, briefly, if we can discuss maybe some honorable mention Thanksgiving movies that may not be at this level but still enjoyable. Yeah. I'll go first. You go this one is like a throwback to my childhood son-in-law. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Polly Shore 
at the height of his powers and popularity, being that fish out of water that goes back, goes on to goes to a farm. Was it Kansas? Was it Kansas? Like a small town in oh, Kansas with his college friend that he had just met during their first semester of college. Yeah. Uh, and he travels back to her family farm and he plays like the beard boyfriend um, when she goes back home and hilarity ensues. Yeah, that's Carla Gugino. Yes. As, yeah, yeah. And with the we. Is uh, for those of you who don't know, that, that, <laughs> like, that was his. peak weasel. That's right, peak weasel man. That's right. Because like it wasn't one of those things where it was it, you know no context. Polly Shore, like you know, like he was supposed to be like a college, you know, alternative hippie, crazy stoner mm-hmm. kid. Yeah, that she befriended. Right. Right. So it's like ah, such a great movie. Yeah, and that was kind of at his time. At that that was that was when his career was kind of starting to sunset too, you know, because he he had done so many movies like Encino Man and you know Biodome and stuff like that. Uh, That's what I'm army. saying. Yeah, it was we're... peak Polly Shore. That was like it didn't get much better than that. No, no. So yeah, good times. What else you got? Um, <laughs> this is another personal favorite. <laughs> it's not exactly a Thanksgiving movie, but it qualifies because it th- it takes place over a Thanksgiving weekend. Uh huh. Scent of a Woman. Hoo-wah. Also honorable mention. Hooah! Yeah. If I was half the man I was ten years ago, I'd f- take a flamethrower to this place. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, uh, even though I was in the Air Force, I, I did train with the army um early on in my military career and no one says hua like that they usually say hua you know so, who says hua like that who's that you know who you know who says hua like that al al pacino <laughs> al pacino my friend <laughs> so anyway uh, how about how about you man you know what Aside of planes, trains, and automobiles, I've never really acknowledged Thanksgiving films. So I had to go up and um, look at some. And I was very surprised that some kind of qualified as Thanksgiving films like You've Got Mail and whatnot. But um, Wait, there's what? one. Yeah. Because so there's I'd a always... Thanksgiving scene? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like kind of glossed over, but I did find one called The Oath, written and directed by Ike Barinholtz, is, is, which is actually a political comedy about um, you know, people having opposing political opinions during Thanksgiving. And I kind of want to watch it. Uh, I had never seen it. It's about four years old. Yeah, I, I do want to watch it. So it got some relatively positive reviews. So we'll keep you posted. Let, let's, all, let's all come back a year from now. And... Uh, <laughs> I'll have something to enter here because other than that, we just, we just start our, our Christmas movies at Thanksgiving. Ah, Put up the oh Christmas yeah. tree. Start My the- sister is all about those Christmas, oh, those Christmas movies. Yeah. She, November the entire 1st, she month of December is a Christmas movie marathon for her. Yeah. 
Well, not even <laughs> earlier, man. She's already got the, their their tree up on November first. Oh yeah. So yeah, Yeesh. but uh, but yeah, I've never been aside of planes, trains, and automobiles. I've never really looked at anything as like Thanksgiving movies because, and it's funny because right yeah. now we're seeing a lot of this. Everybody ignores Thanksgiving, but it's, I don't, I, people don't really ignore it. It just doesn't get the attention it, it deserves, you know, because um, everybody looks forward you know, to Thanksgiving. It's the, gate, it's the gateway to the holidays. Yeah. It's the gateway to the holidays. Yeah, and so like, I would say so. It, it kicks off the Christmas season. And so it just kind of gets lumped in, lumped yeah. into the holidays when people, when people say happy holidays. You know, also Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like, I like the, um, Halloween cause I can decorate my front yard, but, um, Thanksgiving is probably my favorite just because you get, nobody has to bite anyone presents and you just get together and eat. I mean, it doesn't get better yeah. than that. Get together and eat. So, and then watch lots of movies. So it's, it's a good weekend to, not plan anything and just sit around, watch movies, change, watch change movies. into sweats and get just sloppy full. Ah, man, I, I stay in sweats the entire time. I just put on a dress <laughs> shirt and it's maybe a sweater or something. So oh, yeah. I, I'll have sweats on the entire time, but yeah. So I'll be starting Scrooged here pretty soon. All, all of my Christmas movies are all, are all the comedies, but I'm getting ahead of ourselves because we're going to do a Christmas episode. Yeah, this is the Thanksgiving episode, Tim. This is the Thanksgiving. Let's get into episode. our main topic. Yes. Well, our main topic is the quintessential, as Nelson said, Thanksgiving film, released in 1987. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was written and directed by the master, John Hughes. It starred Steve Martin, John Candy, and Kevin Bacon. For those of you <laughs> keeping score on your Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, one this degree. is a good one to use. That's this right. is a good one to use. That is correct. Well, the movie follows Neil Page, who is an ad executive. He's just trying to get home for Thanksgiving. After his flight is diverted, he finds himself in the company of an annoying yet lovable traveling salesman, Del Griffith. They embark on a cross country. <laughs> I wrote this and I messed it up. <laughs> uh, they, embark, they embark on cross-country misadventures trying to get Neil back home in time for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. This movie, Tim. It, mm. like, just thinking about it just makes you it, – it, it makes you feel – think about fall mm. and Thanksgiving – and traveling misadventures. Yeah. It's such a good movie. You know, it Yes, it is a great movie. And and sadly it's been out of my rotation for a very long time. And this year, it's back. It's We're going back it. in. It's going back in. I know oh, yeah. it's gonna be a yearly tradition. Without a doubt. It sh- it should be. Cause mm. it's so good. <laughs> Yeah. It- so, so just a, a quick history because I was, uh, I I was just like Google searching stuff. Yeah. As I was putting the, the episode together, and fun fact, this movie 
was based on a true story. Say what? Elaborate us. John Hughes, John Hughes, before he was a master screenwriter and director, Mm -hmm. was an ad executive who had to pitch a company in New York at 11 a.m. before Thanksgiving, was planning to jump on a flight to go home to Chicago. Mm -hmm. His flight, because of weather, because he's flying into the Windy City, was diverted to Iowa. When it goes to land in Iowa, the airport snowed in. So he gets diverted again, eventually ends up in Phoenix, Arizona, where he finally gets a flight home and gets home the following Monday. No way. That's He was so inspired. He he turned it into a, a movie. Apparently, it took him three days to write the script. And the original director's cut of this movie was four hours long. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's insanity. Where's the footage of that? I mean, with, with it's John an hour and a half and, movie. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. They, they need some. We need that extra two and a half hours, man. I need a director's cut. I need an I need epic a, director's cut. Forget Zack Snyder and David I mean, Ayer. Release the Hughes cut. <laughs> Re- Restore the Hughes cut. <laughs> Restore the Hughes cut. Restore the Hughes verse. You know, like I, I know, you know, rest in peace, John Hughes. But yeah, like, why not dig up that old archival footage, hand it to someone, say, like Kevin Smith, and have Kevin Smith cut it together? Totally. Yeah, I think so. Anyway. That would be that would be the thing to do. Anyway. I remember the very first time I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I was probably not quite old enough to watch it, and I think it was on. I think it was on on network TV because, I, mm-hmm. and I only remember it because the scene where he's at the car rental counter was like totally bleeped out. They might have even edited it out. I don't. I think it was like bleeped out. And I just remember thinking, like, wow, he just cussed a lot in that scene. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think it's just because it's such a poignant scene. You can't really have – show this film without that scene. And then – Oh, my gosh. uh, They may have overdubbed it. They might might have. I just remember, like – I think if I recall It was, like, really weird. And then fast forward a few years later where – we actually got to watch the unedited version of it mm-hmm. and yeah. like hearing him just say the F word like 30 times in, in succession. It's just, yeah, it was, it's just, hilarious. I mean, I was dying the first time. Like I saw that cut of it and mm-hmm. it still cracks me up today. Cause I watched it right before we started recording here. And I mean, yeah. Just the way he just like seethes. And then and then, you know, like <laughs> we've all experienced that where like you're so bad and you're at like a ticket counter or like the car rental counter and you just like want to unload on the person and they sit there and take it. And then um uh, I don't know the actress's name, but 
she plays it so perfectly <laughs> where she just sits there and takes it and takes it. And she's like, mm-hmm. well, can I see your rental agreement? He's like, I threw it away. <laughs> I threw it away. Oh, man. Yeah, that was um, – uh, what is her name? That was uh, Edie McClug. Edie McClurg. She was, um, she was this, uh, I think she, she must've been a neighbor or something like she was in the Hogan family. When I was in high school, we went to a TV taping of the Hogan family and, um, it was actually Jason Bateman's directorial debut. Funny enough. Okay. Yeah. I was there in the room. Um, and, uh, he, he directed an episode of, of the Hogan family and, and, uh, it was an episode where she was actually had quite a big role in it. But yeah, she was just such a classic, you know, as, as the, the principal secretary and, uh, I think it was Grace. Oh yeah. Grace in, Bueller. In Fair, in She's always oh, has yeah. these, these roles that had just had these little smaller roles that just have some bite to them. I mean, just oh, yeah. chew the meat off the bone just completely, but Hey, really it's quick. Stealer. Yeah. So the scene, I don't know if you know this, and and not not a lot of people are familiar with this actor by name, but there was a, the scene where they're getting picked up to go to the train station, and um, yeah, they're getting picked up by Gus's son, and they're getting picked up, and the, the 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 guy in the pickup truck pulls up, and he's chewing tobacco and and hawking loogies and stuff, and. I had I went back and I looked at who was in this film. That was Dylan Baker, who's this prominent uh, actor. He's been in a lot of a lot of movies. He's never been a, like a household name actor or a list actor. I want to say, but he's been in a lot of um, a lot of films as just well. Primarily, he's been like the racist guy, but. Um, <laughs> I hate to say it. He's played racist. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. In, I, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. was in Spider Man. He was in Spider Man. He was the uh, um the the first Spider Man films as the the professor that had no arm. Uh, oh, it's Doctor Connors. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, Connors, I remember now. Became, yes. You know, he but he doesn't become the Lizard Man. So, um, but anyway, I thought it was hilarious to see him. I, he was completely unrecognizable, but. But yeah, so um, just such a great film. And and one thing I want to point out is that if it wasn't for the fact that this film is so quotable and every scene was just, it was just like a tableau of comedy from one scene to another, to another, to another of like everything just going wrong and how well, right. frustrated Steve Martin gets and how how off the cuff and, and positive uh, John Candy stays. It's just, it, it is that, this is a prime example. And I've mentioned this before. It's the contrast in comedy that makes it good. Yeah. You know, we, we talked that right. movie um, with, uh, what was it? Red Notice? Was that oh yeah, was? yeah, yes. and and you know you got the Rock and you got Ryan Reynolds that are just they're just 
in competition with each other during the film. They're too similar. Yes, they're too similar as opposed to, you know, the odd couple, you know, going with that back and forth that makes it so perfect. And that's what. Well, and it's like, and it's like, you know, comedy set piece followed by comedy set piece. And it's like, you know, just the situations that they get in. Like, obviously, like, it's it's a heightened kind of version of it where they go from one misadventure to the next. But, like, yeah. we've all been in, like, and it's entirely relatable because we've all been in those situations, right? Mm-hmm. Where you went on, like, you know, you were diverted, you know, in the total opposite direction of where you needed to go or, you know, you, you had to, like, uh, like, that one trip that we went to D.C., Mm-hmm. Where we had to fly to LA to then oh, fly across the, the country to DC. Oh, <laughs> but I you watched weren't. You guys that's on right. TV. Yeah, no, I had. I, I can't. We were. We our our plane was on TV because because we had to we had to be diverted back to LAX because our landing gear. Uh, it didn't go up. Um, did not. Yeah, it didn't go up, and so we had to do an emergency landing in LAX. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that whole experience was a blast. <laughs> and as they, as it, and like landed, twenty hours later, if, tw- if twenty re- hours later we finally get to DC. Uh, but right. uh, that's true. Um, I remember that when we were when they're going through like the procedures on what the landing would be like. Uh-huh. You know, the flight attendant was like, "We're going to say brace, 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 and you're going to put your head between your legs." And grab your ankles, and me being in my—I don't know if I was like my eight, late twenties, early thirties—I might have blurted out and kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say that. <laughs> that is hilarious. It was—it was probably a little—it's probably a little morbid at that time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but That's you so know. I got some nervous chuckles out of out of the uh, the people sitting around me. Well, I remember seeing them on but, TV. But you know, uh, it, like that the the front landing gear was like grinded down halfway. Oh yeah, it was it it, it was a uh, it was a really bumpy, loud, scary landing. Yeah, and um, you know, I mean, fast forward, still here. Yeah. So we made it. It's all good. <laughs> Only most of your family was on that flight. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, both of my sisters and brother-in-law. Yeah. So okay, let's talk about the the films. Just being the quintessential road movie, aside of a Thanksgiving film, it yeah. is the quintessential road yeah. movie because. You have, it's really a collection of vignettes strung together right. as one linear storyline. But when you yep. think about it, when you have an episodic show that ends with a cliffhanger at the end of each episode, or or they're just about ready to get back together or and find some peace and everything's great, the just the other shoe drops. You know, and yeah, I don't think just when they think that they're home free, 
Yeah, just when they think they're home free. Look, planes, trains, and automobiles crawled so Tommy Boy could run. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Tommy Boy doesn't exist if there's not planes and trains and automobiles. Yeah, that's it's the blueprint. And, you know, Road Trip, uh, a dozen movies, uh, you know, dozens of movies, I should say. That I'm, and and you can say that about John Hughes' entire filmography, just yeah. inspired three decades of movies. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is not everything was, it, not everything was with John Hughes was a the same kind of film. I mean, he did Vacation, you know, and and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which are which are pretty close. But I mean, he wrote Vacation. I should say it was it was directed by Harold Ramis. Um, but you know, you've got the breakfast club, you've got, um, yeah. Did he do weird science? She's having a baby. Um, you know, so all these different, but, but, you know, you know, you know, too, I think what he, what he gets the most out of every single movie, when you think about it Mm -hmm. is there's this thread of like, real life like heartache or you know real life trauma that that you know he mines all the comedy out of right if you look at every single one of those there's there's some thread some one of the one of the characters you know has a tragedy or has you know something that they're coping with um, you know, and, and the comedy comes out of that. And this one in particular, you know, with Dell, like it's, it's one of those things where you go this whole movie thinking it's, you know, this, this crazy buddy, you know, road trip movie. And in the end, it's about a man that's just, he's seeking company. He's, he's, he's like yeah. trying to grieve and he just, is looking for people to grieve, you know, to help him get from one day to the next. And, right? and that's humanity. Um, I mean, he never, he never, sure. He never vacates the humanity is, is probably the biggest right. thing is that um, uh, it, it's always present in everything he does. I mean, he wrote, yeah, he wrote vacation. He wrote home alone. He wrote, you know, he did the breakfast club. He did. She's having a baby. You know, he, there was never, there was never, anything he did that people just couldn't relate to. I mean, it's, it's an every man situation, every person situation where you can, there's something you can relate to in every single thing he wrote without question. So, so there's one scene that um, Daisy said we have to discuss because it's like one of her favorite scenes. And she, she quotes the, she quotes this still today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> particularly like when we're like cuddling in bed uh, or just, you know, oh. just, you know, even just in random, random situations, she'll just be like, she'll just blurt out. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> Those aren't pillows. That has been one of the, my favorite scenes. So here I am when I first saw this film, I was 1987. I was in junior high. Yeah, and um, uh, I think we rented it. Yeah, thanks. 
Thanks for uh, throwing that out. <laughs> um, I was in first grade. Yeah, I appreciate you. Um, so that was, you know, when when you don't, when you, when you ha- aren't grown up, there's, you look at it a certain way versus when you're an adult and you look at it in a completely different light, you know, um, just because you've, you've been exposed to things, you know, people like that. So essentially the comedy is, is, is what resonated with me when I was a kid watching this, you know, just funny mm-hmm. scenes. And that is probably one of the funniest. Those two waking up, you know, spooning each other. In a oh hotel yeah. Room. And, 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 you know, and Del like is like kissing his ear and like yeah. <laughs> whispering. <laughs> That's right. You know, there's that's one hand. Where's your other hand? It's between two pillows. <laughs> Those are pillows. So, yeah, that is definitely a, a great film. And and also, aside of everything we've mentioned, it's just without a doubt one of the most quotable films of all time. And and again, a film like Tommy Boy wouldn't be as quoted and beloved as it is without planes, trains, and automobiles. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely elements uh, that they mined and and obviously came up with their own version of that scene for the time. Right. Um, But yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, too, too many scenes to, can we talk (laughs) Can we talk about how Dell is a shower ring salesman? <laughs> yeah. That is the funniest thing ever. Like, I mean, I was just sitting there watching him. I'm like, he sells shower rings and he has this <laughs> the worst perm ever. I mean well, the scene like, where they're actually that's how selling, you, you know, that was that that should have been the first hint. Oh yeah, that that should have been the first hint that this man had some major trauma going on, because like, yeah. one, you know, I've I've spent my entire career in and around sales, right? Right. And so, one, traveling salesman, even at that time, was a young mm-hmm. man's game, and you know he's an older gentleman in this movie. Mm-hmm. Two, so like someone being on the road selling anything, it, it does not make, not does not is not a conducive to having a family. And on right. top of which, he sells shower curtain rings. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh, but but but. The combination of John Hughes' writing and John yeah. Candy's acting, when he mm-hmm. goes into like salesman mode and he's like pitching people, I mean, smooth. Yeah. He is he is such a good salesman. Like you can see it. Like if 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 I I mean I don't I don't know anything about it, but like. If it turned out that before John Candy went into comedy, he was like a traveling salesman or like a successful like 
you know, like mortgage loan officer. I totally believe it. <laughs> Cause he plays it oh, yeah. so well. Um, and like, obviously it's like the, the, the most ridiculous, you know, sales job ever, but I yeah. mean, he played it so well. Yeah, he did. And you know, just everything he did was amazing. I mean, you, you go back and you look at every, there was not one bad film that John Candy did that. Well, no, you know, and the thing for me is the thing for me is like, I had to go back and rewatch his entire filmography. Yeah. Right. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't able to necessarily live it because like, you know, he passed away when I was still fairly young. And mm-hmm. so to have to see, you know, to see all of his movies has, you know, I've had to go back and kind of mine that, mine that filmography. So, yeah, we were, um, we were a big comedy family and we watched, you know, going back to stripes. I mean, we, 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 I mean, I seen everything he'd done when it, as it had come out and stuff. I think the last thing I, the, the last film he did, I never saw the one he did with Matthew Perry. Um, and I think that was the film where he passed away, but I mean, yeah, that, that, uh, that might've been like this, the, the first or second, that might've been the second John Car- John Candy movie I'd ever seen. And then yes. like he passed away shortly after. Right. Oh no, he did Canadian bacon. <laughs> that's like oh, the most random that's the most random movie it's where oh, it's yeah. where the u.s the u.s decides to invade canada because there's like some scandal with the president <laughs> mm-hmm. right. and they invade they, they they invade uh on this like small border town <laughs> and he's the sheriff that's right and well, he, I, I think he'd finished that before he finished that wagons East. Um, oh, gotcha. That movies was, but, um, but yeah, and it was just released later on, but um, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, is like, no matter how, how the, the film was received, you just loved John Candy. He was just such a, a brilliant comedic talent without yeah. question, you know? So, oh, yeah. I mean, Brewster's Millions is is definitely a oh favorite, Brewster's you know? Millions so good so good yeah and and, and um uh, what's the other one that he did I'm I'm trying to think of it um the Great Outdoors oh the Great Outdoors was a classic that's one of my favorites like, it's basically the same character as planes trains and automobiles but like camping and Spaceballs yeah. Spaceballs, Spaceballs that's what I was thinking of oh my yeah. gosh. Cool that movie is so silly. Yeah. As one of my favorite movies. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just, he's done so many, so many great, great films. Um, it's, you know, it's really hard to kind of pinpoint what, what you love the most summer rental, um, little shop of horrors. He just, he's just, he was just an amazing talent and it, and it's nice to see people like Ryan Reynolds coming out every year and paying homage to John Candy. So 
he's he's uh, definitely been a he was definitely a big presence in my childhood, and I'm sure a lot of people as well. So yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean after after I kind of learned more about him after seeing you know those last few films like Cool Runnings mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Wagons East. And I was like, oh, he's so good. And then he passed away. Yeah. And I was like, all right, guess we got to go back and rent all of his old movies, which which we yeah. did. That's so. true. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. So, well. A- any any other kind of notable memories you have around this movie, Tim? Uh, not really. I just need to make new memories with it. I really do. Yes. Because it's been out of the rotation for so so, so long. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, it's 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 been it's probably been a few years since I've seen it like all the way through, but like every now and then, um, you know, just kind of randomly I'll throw it in. I think, I think, I, I had been so it had been a long time since I'd seen it, mm-hmm. and then it was like Thanksgiving one year. This is maybe like six or six or so years ago. My coworker Walter came over to my desk and he quoted he quoted the rental car the rental car counter scene but he put in the context of like wanting to leave for vacation for thanksgiving vacation yeah. and it cracked me up so much i was like oh my gosh i've got to watch that movie again and that's yeah. when i started watching it again nice well that's yeah. awesome yeah it's good times good times good times all right well hey since we're giving thanks for John Candy in our lives, what are you thankful for? You know, Tim, um, when you really sit back and think about, you know, everything that we have, I think I can speak for both of us between our wives, our children, our families, um, you know, certainly thankful I know we're both thankful for 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 our families and and especially you know our yeah. wives who uh, help make all this happen. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely true. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Thanks. Ditto. To quote another famous quotable film. <laughs> what what film was that from? Wait, what? Ghost. Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore, man. Whoopi Goldberg. Ditto. Go out and see it, everybody. Good times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I totally went off script too. Did you? <laughs> yeah. You did. It was I was getting a little teary-eyed. Um, oh, thanks. You know, I, I have to say, yeah, it's it's been a great, you know, a great uh year to give thanks for for the things we have. I mean, obviously, newborns, new houses. Yeah. Um our 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 families and 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 whatnot. Our but we can't forget to mention our tens of listeners. Our tens of listeners, Tim. Our tens of listeners. Not to mention while we're having kids and buying houses and doing little renovations, those people who filled in our guest know, hosts. Our guest hosts when we couldn't yeah. be here. And and uh and also uh giving thanks for making it a year and change. Yeah, uh, and, a, and a great, great podcast. And Tim, uh huh. Also, we don't know who they are, but they know who they are. Our rider dies. That's right. 
every every time we post an episode, yeah, Tim looks at the analytics, and sure enough, within like a few hours of the episode launch dropping, yeah, there's like two, there's like there's like a handful of plays, like always, like immediately within a few hours of the episode dropping, yeah, and so. And for those of you who listen right away, as soon as this comes out, we give thanks to you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, that is our take on Thanksgiving and the quintessential Thanksgiving film, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, like, give us five stars and a glowing review so our podcast can reach more people. And they can give thanks as well. Of course, we cannot leave without thanking Tyler Hobbs of Space Ranger for the original music. Check out Space Ranger exclusively on Spotify. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at The Final Take Pod. Email us. Hey, we're doing a fan fan request. So email us, thefinaltakepod at gmail.com if you have a request and want our take on something. And check out all of our episodes on our website, thefinaltakepod.com. Join us next week when we're going to talk Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special, and our retake of Andor. Yay! Until then. (laughs) I'm so excited. I know you're excited. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving.